There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. 1 Corinthians 14.10 A significant voice of the end time clothed with an anointed mantle of holy fire experienced the ministry of Bishop Frank Tewia Emisa, a son after the likeness of his father Bishop Dagiwet Mills. Bishop Frank is the resident bishop of the Everlasting Father Cathedral under the Jesus is the Answer Church, one of the denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Go deeper, experience more, get ready for a spiritual encounter like never before. In the things that you have handed to us, in the things that you have put us in charge, we wonder at the end of the day when we are giving account, we'll be pleasing unto you. We want to hear those famous words, Lord. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let these words, O God, be our address. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. We want to please you. Give us the grace. And help us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone will shout, Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Amen. And you may be seated. If you brought your envelopes, you can just drop it. I like that envelopes are dropped whilst preaching is going on. Then the anointing can water the seed for you and bring your harvests. Today is a holiday, so I was expecting more people in the house. Tamale ring the way it is. If you follow it, you can't do what you got to do. Hallelujah. Let it be your prayer that you'll be pleasing to the Lord. Yes, let it be our prayer. And I pray that at the end of our life, God will say those promised words to us. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Well, Welcome to day two of our loyalty conference. Amen. Those who couldn't come yesterday, you are welcome aboard. Those who are watching online, you are also welcome. Those who are watching online when you could be here, you are welcome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway. So yesterday we read very three very important scriptures to begin the conference. We read three very, very important com- uh, um, scriptures. Hey, Monigan, good to see you. Powerful. And I want us to read those scriptures again as we take off again today. I introduced to you all the 11 books that we are dealing with. Unfortunately, we can't do all. The famous book loyalty and disloyalty those who accuse you those who are proud those who are dangerous sons those who leave you those who honor you those who pretend those who forget those who are ignorant those 
who offend, who are offended, those who are offended, and one of you is a devil. Is a devil. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for such amazing, beautiful books. We are trying that at the end of the day, we will not become one of you is a devil. Because all these loyalty books, like I said yesterday, they are called what? Oranguside. They are used to spray orangs so that every orang will die. Amen. The seed of disloyalty is already in us. I said it yesterday. That the seed of the serpent is the seed of disloyalty. As soon as you are born into this world, that seed is already in you. And the devil or that seed is looking for a very good loamy soil <laughs> and fertilizer to shoot up. And all these books are addressing fertilizers and good grounds that can bring about um, disloyalty, offenses, forgetfulness, pride, pretense. All those ones are good grounds. And so as we continue to spray the orangu side, every orangu will die. Hallelujah. And just as we decide kill weeds, orangu side are also killing every orang. Amen. The first scripture we read yesterday was First Timothy chapter 3 verse 15, which is the conference team, how to behave in the house of God. Paul wrote a letter and said, I'm coming to you very shortly. But in case I tarry long, these books, these books and these letters are going to help you so that you will know how you ought to behave in the house of God. How you ought to behave in the house of God. Because many people misbehave in the house of God. Many people don't know how to behave in the house of God. So this is our theme that at the end of it all, we will learn how to behave in the house of God. Secondly, we read the scripture in Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 3 and 4 from the Message Bible. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 and 4 from the Message Bible. He said, don't lose your grip on love and loyalty. Don't lose it. This conference is to help you so that you don't lose your grip. Because many people who began as very loyal and faithful are losing their grip on loyalty. They are losing their grip on love. Loyalty and love are very synonymous. They are very, very, very synonymous. So he said, don't lose your grip on love and loyalty. Tie them around your neck. Carve their initials, L and L. Carve those initials in your heart. Then verse 4 says, you will earn a reputation for living well in God's eyes and the eyes of the people. In other words, you will become pleasing to the Lord. I say you will become pleasing to the Lord. Through this love and loyalty, you will become, you will earn a reputation in the eyes of God as you tie it around your neck. Amen. And the last scripture we read was the almighty first Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man 
be found faithful. NLT says, New Living Translation says, Now a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. A person who is put in charge as a manager must be fruitful. And yesterday I explained to you that everything that you have, God has put you in charge. If you have money in your pocket, it doesn't belong to you. Haggai chapter 2 verse 8 says that the silver is mine, the gold is mine. If you have silver and gold in your pocket, you should know the owner. You have just been put in charge. And that is why when you are not able to pay tithe, God see you very, very unfaithful and now unto curse. Because something that belongs to him and he has put you in charge and he's telling you bring 10% and you cannot do it. That is why he said that then you are cursed. In other words, I've removed you from being in charge. I'm removing you from being in charge. So the person who has been put in charge of things must understand that the requirement that God needs from you is your faithfulness. Oh, after this conference, God is going to put a lot of people in charge of things. I said, you are going to be put in charge of things. It takes loyalty. Men may look at academic qualification, but it takes loyalty. God looks at loyalty. When someone was going to look for a king for the Israelites, he was looking for qualification based on structure and size. And God says, no, I'm looking more than structure and size. I'm looking at the heart. Loyalty is at the heart. Faithfulness tired from your heart. Hallelujah. So God is looking more than what man is looking at. Man is looking at your academic qualifications. He's looking at your secondary school certificates. Some of you, if you present your secondary school certificate in certain areas, you don't qualify. You don't qualify. If you present your university or your tertiary whatever, you don't still qualify. Still don't qualify. Amen. One day I went for a graduation and there was a book with names of the people who were graduating. So I started to look at the top to see whether I would see the names. I looked down. The top is always first class. So I looked down. I didn't see a name. I said, okay, let me go. Maybe second I will see. Then I look at, I didn't see. I said, hey, where is this person's name? Where can we find the name? Then I kept looking and looking and I found it somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. I found it somewhere. I'm saying that some of you, if you take your tertiary education or whatever certificate, you realize that it is some, your name is somewhere. You, you, you just creep through and all that. It doesn't really whatever. But that is why God is so wise that he doesn't use academic qualification. Either some of us, we will not be there. I said, some of us will not qualify. Some of us, we can't make it. What about some people who couldn't make it to SS? It means they can't qualify. The people who couldn't get to Tesha, they can't qualify. People who have not done masters, they can't qualify. But God is looking at a universal qualification, which whether you went to school or not, you can attain. And that qualification is loyalty. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. The person who is going to be put in charge. Give me the translation again. New Living Translation, First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. The person who is going to be a manager and to be put in charge. The requirement is that he must be found faithful. Now a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. What about the Message Bible? Do you have Message Bible? 
these times our media they are on point when you mention the translation what they give to you if you mention Chinese crowd they may easily give it to you <laughs> the requirement for a good guide are reliability and accurate knowledge Reli- that's why we are giving more knowledge <laughs> one of you is one of you is uh, what uh, those who are ignorant is because of lack of knowledge when you are ignorant you don't have and God is requiring knowledge and reliability hallelujah today we want to look at those who are proud those who are proud I wish we can look from cover to cover but we can't those who are proud amen this is a letter Paul said in case I delay in coming to you then you will know how to behave in the house of God so this is the second letter that Paul is writing to us on how to behave our father is not here I don't know when his feet will land in this church he has seen pictures and he has heard of us but when his feet itself will land in this place is when I'm waiting for <laughs> I'm waiting for it when he came to Nalerubu he said that oh Tamale not. He has not been here before. So, oh, daddy, you can easily pass through before you go to the airport. Too. I was really looking at it that I can pass through before, but it didn't come on. So, in case he tarried long in coming to visit us in the Tamale North Church, this book is written to us so that you know how to behave. I said, you know how to behave. Because Paul sees that there's a lot of misbehavior in the church, I tell you. Hallelujah. Those who are proud, pride is the foundation of almost every disloyal trait. Pride. Anybody who has become disloyal one way or the other, when you dig the foundation, you see that at the root of it is pride. At the root of it is pride. People become offended because they are proud. Yes. They become proud. All these loyal people have pride at the roots of their disloyalty. And that's why this book is important. And I like the, the first page is introduction. So today we are going to do introduction. Amen. Introduction. Those who are proud. Pride is the most deadly evil and that afflicts the human race. It is an invisible evil that has started more quarrels and more wars than you could ever imagine. Anywhere you see there is a quarrel, there is a war, there is an argument, there is a fight. Somebody somewhere is proud. Somebody somewhere is proud. Bishop said when he calls for a meeting and the meeting goes beyond five minutes, then there is somebody who is proud in the meeting. There's somebody who is proud in the meeting. Anytime you hear a quarrel in a home between a husband and a wife, somebody somewhere is proud. I'm, re- I'm reading a book to you. I'm reading a book to you. He said that. He said that. He said that. It is invisible. See, as Gabby is sitting here, it's very difficult to see whether he's it, The thing is very invisible. You won't know. You won't know. Nobody goes about with pride written on his forehead so that you see as oh this guy there is proud. No, it is an invisible evil that has started.
started more quarrels, more wars than anything else. Pride is the reason for the conflict and the confusion in our world. Even the war between Ukraine and Russia. Pride. 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 I don't know why Putin, you are sitting in your country and you want to go and take over somebody's country. It's really proud. And I don't know why. What's the name of the uh, Slens, something Slensky? The name that can't even mention it. Huh? Zelensky. I don't know why you to somebody who is proud is saying that give me your country and you say, Oh, I beg you, come and take it. It would have ended the war. <laughs> no, the war, the war would have ended. I mean, there would be no war if, if Zelensky had said that, oh, please, you don't need to fight. You want it. It's not a problem. It's okay. <laughs> you see that there will be no fight. I said there will be no fight. Every fight, there is pride. There is pride. One boat, one somebody, apart from wrestling, <laughs> where that one day you put their boxing, you put them together as a fight. It's a game. So that one day. But I'm talking about wars and fight and the fight in the ministry. War in ministry. Argument and fight and whatever in ministry. Everything, the root of it is pride. The root of it is pride. Hallelujah. We are desperately in need of a formula for humility. By the end of this conference, may the formula for humility enter into your heart. We desperately need a formula for humility. That will deliver us from this proud world of those who are proud. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 10. Only by pride come at contention. The word contention means in Tokwa, fight, argument. Only pride come at contention. Only by pride. Only by pride. Whenever you see contention, whenever you see a fight, whenever you see an argument, it is by pride. Only by pride cometh contention. But the well-advised is wisdom. The well-advised is wisdom. Somebody who can take advice is a wise person and is not proud. You see, no matter who you are, if you are humble, even a little boy can even advise you. <laughs> yes. Pride is the root of all contentions and fights. Since the serpent took a bite, ah, the thing is here. Since the serpent took a bite of the human race, this deadly poison has been running in our veins. Pride is a universal spiritual and pervasive evil. It is universal. It doesn't know whether you are a man or a woman. Pride is universal. It is universal. It is also a spiritual evil. It is a spiritual evil. And it is pervasive. Amen. It is difficult to find any part of our world that does not have proud people. People do not have to own anything to be proud. You don't even need to hope be the owner of anything to be proud. Pride is already in us. As a pride, you don't need some of the most proud people don't have things. They don't have anything. So do you wonder why they should even be proud? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They don't have anything. 
idiopathic pride. <laughs> it is they say that the history of our world. Okay, people who do not have anything, people do not have to have anything to be proud. People just have to exist on this earth, and they will become proud for some reason. By the mean fact that you are on this earth, pride will enter into you. The fact that you are here. There are people who come to church on Sunday and leave offended. They come to church and leave offended. Pastor preach about me. He says something about me. There's something that hates my case. Hey. Last Sunday after the service, first service, somebody came to see me. And he said, Pastor, that was a very powerful message. In fact, I was very blessed. Then he said, but my wife was not here. He will come for the second service. I said, oh, okay. Then he said, Pastor, but I want to ask a question. He said, what's the question? Please, will you preach the same message in the second service? Ah! Yeah, 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 yeah. If only she has come. But the way she didn't come, she's coming for the second. So he said, Pastor, I want to know, will you preach the same message in the second service? I said, hey, it's actually the things I can't say in my home. There is somebody who is saying it for me. Please, can you repeat the message again? Hey. Man, 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 man. I tell you. Me, as I was going to my office, I was laughing in my head. I said, hey, Charlie, this is a very powerful thing. <laughs> hey. <laughs> the history of the world is the history of war and conflict. The history of war is the history of the manifestation of pride. Human history is the history of satanic nature working itself out through man all marital problems and conflict are caused by pride all 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 marital conflicts all marital conflicts are caused by pride so every married person here listen to me very well <laughs> oh i mean i'm not I'm, I'm reading a letter to you can you can you see the letter <laughs> I'm reading a letter to you. <laughs> hey! Oh! You show me any marital quarrel and I will diagnose pride. Many women, when you have not married them, they are very humble. Hey, they are very humble. Oh! I mean, if you want to know the epitome of humility. Look at a woman who is yet to be married. Yet to be married. She's not yet married. She is not yet married. Then you will see. That's where you will know the address of humility, where humility stays. people are looking at me, I feel like closing right now because 
Let, let me come up so that I will be safe because as I'm down there, no, I don't look too safe. Hey, I'm reading a letter of our father to you. It is a letter. No, no. If we get to understand all this, we will, we will know. Our homes will not have war. Our homes will not have war. It won't. All the wars are traceable to pride. Satan is the father of anyone who manifests in pride. Satan is the one who inspires pride, arrogance, and conflict. The bitter fight that takes place between husbands and wives are caused by pride. All who walk in pride are walking under the influence of Satan. Job chapter 41 and verse number 34. Let's read it. As soon as you become proud, then you have become a, a bona fide son or daughter of Satan. He's called the father of pride. He beholdeth all high things. He is the king over all the children of pride. He is the king of all the children of pride. Any child who manifests in pride, his father is Satan. His father is Satan. In the church today, all our problems are caused by pride. We badly need a formula for humility. Say, we badly need a formula for humility. Tell your neighbor, we badly need a formula for humility. We need it. We need it. We need it. Badly need it. All the conflict of the church between pastors, their assistants, and other leaders are caused by pride. All the disloyalty, treachery, and breakaways in the churches are caused by people who think they are as good as the leader. They are, they are great in their own eyes and see no reason why they should be under someone's authority or leadership. They say to themselves, why should a great person like me stay under someone like you? I am also as good as you are. The disloyalty of the people you lead is caused by the pride in them. Satan inspires them to do what he did when he was in heaven. When Lucifer was in heaven, he dwelt in glory and he had a high rank, a very high rank. One day he said to himself, why should I stay at this level when I could be even higher? He said to himself, I will take, the, I will take my leadership gift to its logical conclusion. I will arise and displace the one who sits on the throne. I will replace almighty God on his throne. I will be just like the almighty, the most high. Satan was so full of self-importance and self-conceit that he rebelled against the one who created and appointed him. Many angels believed in the delusion and joined in the rebellion against his creator. Today, many ministers and associate ministers have the same kind of thinking. They are filled with delusions of who they are. Unfortunately, it takes time for delusions to unravel. Delusions take about 10 years to completely unravel and destroy those who believe in them. Yeah. Sometimes delusion is believing in something that is not true, but you believe that it is true. And that is what Adolf Hitler believed. Adolf Hitler, by the time uh, Germany was about to, when they lost their battle in Stalingrad, that is when the people realized that no, we are following a mad guy. This, this guy is mad. In fact, at Stalingrad, when the war was just about to end, 
and the Germans saw that this match is not for them. They can't win. They sent a message to Adolf Hitler and said, the way the match, the fight is, we have to surrender. Do you know what he told them? He said, fight until everybody dies. <laughs> fight until the last man. No retreat, no surrender. Go on and fight. Go on and fight. When he saw that Germany was losing, he started to burn down Germany. That's when the people saw that, no, 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 no. All these years, eh, we have been following a mad person. This guy is mad. He's crazy. He was full of pride that if he can't win, then everybody should be destroyed. He so believed that Jews were their problem and was able to stir up the whole German country to believe that Jews were their problem. It is said that when he was young, when he was young, the marriage between the father and the mother was not working. And a Jewish man took over the mother. So the mother was in a relationship with the Jew. So he believed that it is this Jew man that made his home or wrecked his home. And so he took a decision. Any Jew, and then unless there's any, anything Jewish was evil. But these people didn't know that the man has been hurt. See, those who are offended, that's how it begins. That's how it begins. And he kept that offense in him and destroyed millions and millions and millions of Jews. He killed them like water. Killed them like water. And then started to take the whole West. But unfortunately, he didn't survive. And he couldn't match it. Hallelujah. And it's important to see, right, this through this thing we are going to diagnose some few things we will not be able to do everything but the second half of the book is just trying to tell you how you should not be proud like Vashti don't be proud like uh, um, uh, um, certain names. don't be proud like Rehoboam don't be proud like um, Pharaoh don't be proud like Lucifer don't be proud like Nebuchadnezzar don't be proud like Belshazzar don't be proud like Korah and don't be proud like Pharaoh and how to fall from pride. All these things are things that come with pride. Hallelujah. The opposite of pride is humility. That's why I say we need a formula for humility. If we are able to sow the seed of humility inside us. You know there are some seeds. They kill other seeds. There are some seeds that kill other seeds. There are some plants. They are present kill other plants. Sometimes if you don't know and you plant there's some some trees and some plants, when you put it on a certain land, it will destroy all the other crops that you are planting. It's called what? Skriga Hermitica. That is it. You need to sow the seed of humility inside you so that the seed of pride which Satan has sown inside us will be destroyed. Consciously sow it. Consciously sow it. Consciously sow it. No, pride is so deadly that you need to attack it and drive it out of us. It's very important we drive it out of us. Hallelujah. So the chapter number one is what we are going to do today, which is humble yourself. Humble yourself. Because pride is deadly. Pride is deadly. Pride is deadly. If the church... Everybody, every leader, every member can sow this seed of humility inside us. Fight and argument 
and you see fight and argument are the reason why we are not able to do any outreach the car doesn't grow because there's a fight ashes don't grow because there's always disintegration the film stars can't grow dancing stars are angry at each other every form of fight and quarrel in any ministry or region it stems from pride and if you are able to drive pride out of our midst you see that the church can move forward there are some Basenta leaders who cannot be corrected by their overseers because they are proud. When you say it, you say, okay, they take your Basenta, I won't do it again. God punish the devil. Pride. Pride is the reason why we can't even correct people. It's as if, oh, okay, then they continue and do it. Continue and do it. One main sign of a proud person is his reaction to correction. Oh, he 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 will flare right now. Yeah, yeah. You see it. If you can't take correction, you are the most dangerous person in this world. As at now, anybody who can't take correction, people leave church when you correct them. People leave church when you preach certain messages. But we are here not to preach messages that that tickle your ears. We are here to preach messages that God wants us to preach. This is the body of Jesus Christ. And we are washing the body. We are cleaning the body. We are feeding the body. We are nurturing the body of Jesus Christ. There are some churches that give the messages the pastor should preach. Before the man begins, they are giving the, the preaching outline to the pastor. It's like, preach these messages to us. Then you better take it and go and preach it to yourself. They bring the message. You can't preach. There are some places you can't preach certain messages. I remember Bishop said that he went somewhere to preach, and at the end of the preaching, it was like, why, why did he come to preach this message to us? Why, why did he come to preach this message to us? I remember he told the story that he was invited to a church. When he got there, as usual, he just took loyalty and then he preached loyalty. And people were angry. The following year, he was invited. He said he forgot what he preached the previous year. So he just took loyalty and preached it again. Hey. Then the third year, he was invited. When he came, guess what? He forgot what he preached the other way. So he took loyalty and preached it again. It was not easy at all. It was not easy at all. This message, when it comes and you are uncomfortable, then you should check yourself. You are the one that the message is coming to you. As soon as you become uncomfortable... Sunday, I realized people were not smiling. People were not smiling. I tell you, at the point the church was quiet, I was wondering whether I was doing something wrong. (laughs) But when I look into the thing, I realize that I'm reading scripture, then I'm comforted. Then I say it all the more. Because the scripture is not for me. James chapter 4 verse 10. James chapter 4 verse 10. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself beside the Lord and he will lift you. Humble yourself before the Lord he will lift you. Oh, he
I, I just pray. Oh, pastor, 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 this, this is water. Hey. No, pastor will not answer water. They can even send the pastor is thirsty. They can descend that no pastor is thirsty. At this point, pastor is thirsty. Oh god, yeah, 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 yeah. And their husband will sit and say, Ekia, please give me water. I don't need nine. God punish the devil. <laughs> so be he said, be humble in the sight of God. And where is God? Everywhere. Everywhere. God is everywhere. Especially in your bedroom, He is there. God is everywhere. There are some people I feel that they must join the film stars. They act a lot, so they must really. So they are acting. <laughs> they are acting. Is <laughs> that in those days actors were called hypocrites? So the hypocrites are coming. They are in the backstage. They are getting ready to come. They are all hypocrites. Man, hmm. humility is so important that it is worth. Searching the length and breadth of the scriptures until you know for sure what it is. The warning about pride are too frightening to ignore. In this chapter, I want us to look at the reasons why you should humble yourself before the Lord. So take it, the thing is before the Lord. I said before the Lord. Have you ever called somebody on the phone that he doesn't know that it is you before? And he picked the call. Hello? Where? Who is that? Hey! Oh, Bishop. Sorry. Sorry, Bishop. I didn't know it was you. Look, do you need to know it is me before you talk softly? And you cross the same. Somebody is calling you. You don't even know the person. And then you are just shouting. Hey! Oh, oh, sorry, Pastor. Uh, Pastor, I didn't, I didn't know it is you. Hey! So we are talking about humbling yourself in the sight of God, not in the sight of man. Man cannot do anything. I'm talking about the sight of God. And God is everywhere. There are so many people who are so humble. Look, they will lie down for you to walk on them. In the sight of men. I say in the sight of men. Be careful you don't show your humility just in the sight of men. Humble yourself. Not before men. Not before men. Not before men. Seven reasons why you should humble yourself. Number one, humble yourself because God resists the proud. God resists proud people. God resists proud people. Of all the people in the world who should resist, we shouldn't be God. No, if God starts to resist you, I don't know where you will be and where you can go. And what many people don't know is that God is the one resisting them in their marriage. It, it is not your husband or your wife. God is the one resisting you in that job. Sometimes God Himself is resisting you. 
When it comes to other things, he may send angels or pastors, but when it comes to pride, he himself, he rises. Can you imagine being in the boxing ring and don't even know your opponent? And as soon as you enter and they say, round one, bling, and then they open, it is God. Hey! There are many people who are in the boxing ring right now with God. Right now with God. James chapter 4, verse 6. James chapter 4, verse 6. Let's go up a little bit. Verse 6. James 4, 6. Thank you, Lord. He said, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisted the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. God fights the proud person. He resists you. He makes sure that you don't progress. He is the one who stands and resists you. Hey, pride is so, so, so unable thing that God himself now enters into the ring to resist you. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. He says, pride is so contrary to God that he has declared war on all who are proud. When you become proud, God will become your enemy and oppose you in all that you do. People who have become proud often do not realize that God has begun to oppose them. Sometimes Christians rebuke the devil because they think Satan is the one fighting them. But where it concerns proud, Christians, where it concerns pride Christians, the devil cannot go on a holiday. God, the devil can go on a holiday. God himself takes over and opposes the proud. Hey, I mean, this is very serious. That when it comes to pride, as soon as they say that this one is proud, God tells the devil, please be on holiday, relax. This fight is my own fight. Hey, this battle is my battle. This battle is my battle. Just like you told, told Moses to tell the people that they should relax. They, they don't need to fight in this battle. God himself will fight for you. When it comes to pride, you will see even Pharaoh, the reason why God himself is the one who fought Pharaoh was because Pharaoh was proud. God sends Pharaoh, pride in Pharaoh, and said, no, Moses, you Israelite, relax. This battle is not your battle. Me, myself, I'll be there. Me, myself, I'll be in the battle. Check it. Check yourself and see. Sometimes a lot of the things that are not going on, you keep on binding the devil. But meanwhile, it's God himself and God cannot be bound. You can't bind God. Sometimes you bind the devil and his love is me. It's not that yet. It's not be me. 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 It is so deadly that God now tells everybody, relax. I myself will be in this battle. That is why you must humble yourself. Because pride is an evil thing that God resists. He fights. He opposes. Hmm. You may even find yourself rebuking God because he is opposing you and your pride. I wouldn't like to rebuke God, would you? I wouldn't like to. I wouldn't like God to be my enemy. Would you like God to be your enemy? God is the only one who loves you the way you are. So if he becomes your enemy, then Charlie, you are finished. The way you are, nobody loves you. It's only God who loves you. And now God has won 
red corner and you are the blue corner. Charlie, then the thing there is it, it, finished. It's finished. So the first reason why everybody working for God, being a husband, being a wife, anybody at all in any establishment should humble himself is because God resists the proud. He resists the proud. He fights the proud. Your project will never see the light of day because God Himself is the one fighting it. Hey, may God deliver us in the name of Jesus. Number two, today we are closing faster than even yesterday. Because tomorrow we are going to work. Is that not so powerful? Number two, humble yourself because God, God gives grace to humble people. The same scripture, but He giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He distributes. Grace is something that you cannot do. You don't qualify. You don't merit it. You can't make it. Then God pats your back and says, come on, go on. Go on. Go on. Even though everybody is disqualifying you, grace will see you there. And Bible says that he looks at the humble person and pat his back and said no go on, go on so you see a lot of humble people overtaking a lot of people who are proud proud and very qualified but the humble and less qualified is overtaking them may you overtake every proud person in the name of Jesus wow amazingly God gives undeserved help to humble people grace is undeserved help and favor when you lower yourself, God reacts to you by sending you grace. How nice it is to receive undeserved help when you take the humble path of humility. Perhaps there is no better reason to humble yourself than this. Think about it. All the undeserved help you could have in your life and ministry if you were humble. If you can humble yourself. Undeserved help. Undeserved help. You receive undeserved help. Oh no, this is a very powerful reason to, to humble yourself. And you say, when you say humble yourself, it's not like, don't, something can come and humble you. There are people who are humble, you think they are humble, it's something that is humbling them. Uh-huh. Something is, it's not the same. Let's read the scripture again. Verse 10. Verse 10. I want us to read the scripture again. Verse 10. Humble it is your job. Because the thing is that whether you do it or not, something will do it for you. <laughs> there are some people who have lost their beloved. Today when you see them, they are very humble. <laughs> and you have to lose that beloved to become humble. Yeah. Some people will lose marriage before they realize that they have to be humble. I don't know why you want to get there. Yeah, I don't know. Look, almost every divorcee looks very humble. <laughs> every divorcee is very humble. Very humble. It's like the inside the crack. I'm telling you. Look, when they are inside there. Oh, they are the missus. They are the ogre, kota, kota, kota. Nobody can control them. So the thing is, 
You yourself should humble. Don't let something humble. Because God, eh, he will let something come and humble you. Let something come and humble you. Some people lost their job. After that, they became very humble. <laughs> after losing their job. Then you know that they can even clean toilets. Then you know that the people. Our toilet here. Sometimes I go there to go and clean it. Oh, sometimes I go there, go and clean. It, it shouldn't be beyond me or above me. No, 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 no. There are people they can't do it. That's why we are looking for Euro Torrent. It's a ministry, but sometimes we want to. We have not gotten even one member for that ministry. We have ministry. We have dancing styles full. Choir is full, ashes is full, media is full, but you know, there's not even a single member. We can't get one person. We can't get one person. That place, you don't stand on stage. You don't wear tie and hold basket. No. Nobody even sees you to give you congratulations. Nobody will join that ministry. It's a ministry, you wait there. When somebody enters, after the person leaves, you enter after the person to go and clean after the person. Can you do it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a powerful ministry. <laughs> it's a powerful ministry. We have many, many stars, but we don't have Euro toilet stars. Those stars, it doesn't shine. <laughs> it's a star that doesn't shine. <laughs> it's a star that doesn't shine. <laughs> so, don't wait till something humble you you yourself humble and God says as soon as I see that you have humbled yourself then I will give you grace the help you don't deserve look it is so nice to receive help that you don't deserve no there are some interviews you are going and based on the qualification number one the qualification they are advertising you don't qualify you don't qualify the things they are looking for you don't have it one day there was an advertisement for a position of a company driver. Company driver. Company driver. And you have to be the advertised. You have to have the skill, this experience. You have, you have driven this number, whatever. There was this guy who applied the job. He applied it. Charlie, he, he knew that he doesn't qualify at all. But he still applied. And can you believe when they shortlisted, his name was there. And he was called for interview. So the first person came. They asked him how skillful he is. Because this job involves somebody who must be experienced, skillful. The number of years. He told them the number of years he has driven these. The places he has gone. And I mean, so much experience. So, so they gave him a car to show. Took the car. I mean, the, the skills. Wow. And they're clapping. Wow. Second person came. They say. Third person came. This guy, when he came, do you know the first thing he did? He went to the car, opened the bonnet, checked the oil, checked the, the brake fluid, checked this, checked that, checked that. As soon as he closed, the, the manager clapped. Congratulations, the job is yours. All those people, they never checked anything. They are the people who are going to spoil our car. Please, the job is yours. <laughs> hey! He given grace to the humble. I mean, those guys were showing, they were flaring up. I mean, how skillful. You, you sit in the car, you have not even checked your engine. No engine oil, 
you have not checked your brain fluid, you have not checked anything to make sure things are working. He said, these are the guys who spawn our company's car quickly. Please, all of them should go home. This is the guy we are hiring. May God hire you. I say, may God hire you. In the name of Jesus. Yes. So whether you are qualified or not, doesn't matter. It is the qualification is loyalty, which is humility. When you humble yourself, he gives grace. I said, he gives grace. When you humble yourself, supernatural grace is given to you. Try it and see. Be humble. Be like a child and a servant. And see if changes do not begin or appear in your life. What about your marriage? Almost every sentence there is marriage inside. There is a marriage here. So what about your marriage? Look, I am reading a letter to you. Dude, don't be angry with me. Do you want God to give you? Do you want God to help you in your difficult relationship? Humbling yourself is the key to receiving the undeserved help that you need. There's no need in showing that Chale, he is Oga, she too, she's Oga. Oga and Mrs. Oga. No. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Some husbands also need to humble themselves to experience certain changes in their marriage. Hey, some husbands too are very proud though. Very, very proud. Come home, sit down. Yes, my food. I mean, the way they will order the food, they cry. That's our chobana. Yes. Order the food. You went to work. She also went to work. You have all come. She has been able to cook and come and serve you. When he brings it. Ah! Eddie What is this? Sometimes some people can be so is all the things you have done. All the things you have done. Bishop will go we say a bushman. After you have eaten, you can't even say thank you. He described a bush husband as somebody who goes to work and the wife also goes to work and they come home and the wife is able to prepare food and serve and you eat and you don't say thank you. You are a bush husband. Some people are happy, I tell you. Now, yeah, it's actually Pastor preach it more. Bishop, preach it, preach it, preach it, preach it. Let me move on. Let me move on because number three, humble yourself because through that you will be lifted up to the next level. Receive a lifting up to the next level. I said, receive a lifting up to the next level. I, I love that one. I love that one. And he shall look. Promotion does not come from hard work. It doesn't come from hard work. It doesn't come from your education and your qualification. Promotion neither coming from the east or the west or from the south. But God is the one. He set up one. He brings some. God can bring somebody down for you. Because every proud person will come down. I say every proud person will come down. As you humble yourself, God is the one who will lift you up. 
you don't need to go to any juju or any whatever. You don't need to be a man pleaser for you to be lifted up. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You humble yourself and he will lift you up. I said he will lift you up. I said he will lift you up. Believe that he will lift you up. He will lift you up. He will lift you up. In the work that you are doing, God is the one who will lift. His Bible calls it, he is the lifter up of my head. May he be the lifter up of your head. But when your head has been lifted up already in pride, he brings it down. He rather brings it down. He rather bring it down. Bishop writes here and says that. The next important reason why you must humble yourself is for promotion. Who doesn't want to be lifted up and promoted? The lifting up of the Lord and the exaltation of the Lord are the gifts you receive for being humble. Notice the scripture clearly. When you go down, God will lift you up. When you go down, God will lift you up. First Peter chapter 5 verse 6. He said he will lift you up in due time. In due time, he will exalt you. Just, just humble yourself. Just coolly do it. Just do it. Do it. If nobody sees it, God sees it. One of the ministries in this place, we don't clap our hands for them, is ashes. No, but I mean, as we have all come to see that the place, you, you should have come to see around five o'clock how they were chewing the place here. You don't know how the place is set up. You just come and sit down. Yet, will be tired you that he wears his white shirt and come and sit down and it is stained. And so many people also don't want to join that unthankful ministry. It's a thankless job, so people also don't want to join it. People don't want to join it. But you continue to humble yourself and do it in that your corner. Do it. See, as I'm preaching and the sound is okay, nobody's thanking media. You let the sound go off right now. Media. thank them but you to humble yourself and do it God is the one who is going to lift you up look at it humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God see there is something called the mighty hand mighty hand God has a mighty hand sometimes people fight the mighty hand they fight it as God is trying to fight the hand they, they are in the hand eating the hand but humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and then he said and that he may exalt you in due time in due time in due time humble yourself in that marriage in due time he will, hum- he will, he will exalt you humble yourself humble yourself just humble yourself God is going to exalt you he's going to exalt you hallelujah are you believing the scriptures I'm reading to you number four it's just seven points. We are just closing. Number four. Humble yourself so that you will be covered and protected. Humility is a covering. Everybody sitting here, you are well covered. Very well covered. Some ladies, when you look at their it's not all that they are wearing. No. Some are wearing five, six before what you are seeing. Very well covered. Some things must be well covered. 
people sit there, you see them. Number one. <laughs> then number two. When they enter and they are undressing, they remove about eight different things. Eight different things. Very well covered. Including the hair. It's part of the cover. Very well covered. <laughs> no, it's the covering that makes you so beautiful. Can't you see that our ladies are looking beautiful? Yeah. They cover it. One day I went to visit somebody. I'm used to the person in makeup. But that day when I went, she was not wearing makeup. I, I won't say it again, it's okay. When I knocked the door and the person opened up, he put up the lights. Just put up the lights so that I don't see. Hey, look, makeup cover people though. Cover them. So makeup they do foundation. And then what? They do footing. They do footing. They do gambling. They do filling. I mean, you see people you don't know. All the photos have been filled. They are cut. There is a casting. They've done casting over it. God, when they finish, they do plastering. Hey. <laughs> As you see the lady sitting down, that, that it is step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, step six, six story building in the face, six story building in the face. As you see it like that, you have no idea. Very well covered. <laughs> Look. Humility is a covering because there are a lot of things in us and on us that are uncommonly to be seen. It's not nice to see them. It's not nice to see them. And that's how humility is. Humility brings a covering and makes you become more presentable and more beautiful. Look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. First Peter chapter 5 and verse number 5. Let's go up a little. This scripture, verse 5. Verse 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. I, I, I can't imagine how some people look like when they are not clothed. Yeah. That's why all those things you see on social media, TikTok, all those bodies are not real. They have been clothed. Very, very well clothed. Because when we leave it like that, it's not nice. And be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud. Hey, the scripture is too much. James and then first Peter is there. He resists the proud. So, humility is a clothing. It's a clothing. It clothes you. It makes you look beautiful. Every humble person is beautiful. Almost every person who was married at the point of marrying and proposing saw this beautiful cloak of humility. At the point of the proposal, sometimes you took the lady even to dinner, your last money. 
when I was going to propose to my wife, I didn't even no, I didn't know I have left my wallet at home. I hope a poor. I carried it. Went to look for one of the powerful eatery in the area. Then they brought the list. So, which one do you want? Choose anyone. Then she chose. So, so, do you want extra? Please bring extra. What else do you need? So, she's okay. Are you okay? Oh, just talk. Don't worry. Mommy, can I find my dada? Hey! Master, when I finished, they brought the bill. Yeah. I stood up. Then, look, I started to sweat. Hey, I, I, I have left my wallet in my office. And I'm in German. Look, the blessing that my wife had, she had money on her. It, it would have been a very wild disgrace. Can you imagine the day I've come to propose to my, that's the day they are holding, bring us our money. I said, oh, I The day the proposal was going on, the day the person was, was considering you, he saw a beautiful dress called humility. You were wearing it. A designer cloth called humility. God himself has put it on you. Sometimes after marriage, they remove the dress. My answer be this. Bishop Ugo said one day, he said, let no man deceive, be deceived. If you want to propose to a lady, you should go there 5 a.m. If you are late and you are going, go with sachet water. When you get there, say, wash your face. After washing the face, what you see, if you like, then you propose. If you don't like, then you leave it alone. What you see has been closed. It has been well presented. And that's how humility is. Look, without humility, we are ugly. We are very ugly. We are depraved human beings without humility. We are very nasty. Very, very nasty. Why are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, what's the name? Yeah, you, I'm talking to you, I'm looking back there. Jennifer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. The real beauty, John, is the humility. Not the makeup. Not the hair. And you can pretend sometimes, but you can't pretend all the time. There is a day we will see that Ali, this thing will be pretense. Don't don't marry anybody you have not seen uh, removing the clothes of humility before. You see that when uh, if you can handle it, then Charlie, you go ahead. Sometimes or sometimes you have to visit your beloved unannounced. Unannounced, and see whether it's all well. But when you are coming, there is a presentation they show. A presentation they show. In ministry, people are so proud. People are so proud. The Bible says, when you humble yourself, He gives you. A designer dress called humility. A designer dress called it makes you look nice, very nice. You no, know, there are some places if you wear certain dresses and you are going, they don't even admit you. 
graduating. In Achimata Golf Club, uh, golf club you, you, you don't wear jeans. When you go there with jeans, they will not admit you. You don't wear jeans there. Don't wear jeans there. So they are changing rooms. When you go there, you are well changed. You need to wear trousers and tuck in your lacoste. They don't wear round neck. They wear lacoste when you are on the on the golf course. It's called a gem, a gentleman what um, 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 a gentleman game or something like that. That's how they call it. You can't just wear anything and go there. They will drive you out of the place. Wear your car. Batik shirt and whatever you are going. No, 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 they will not admit you at all. At all. May we be clothed with humility. May we be clothed with humility. Humility is a spiritual covering. Humility is not just an attitude. Humility is not just a poor or simple way of living. There are some people who live very simple. Very simple. They are very proud. They live very poor. I mean, you think that every poor person is a humble person. I, one day I met a beggar at the gate of the University of Ghana. I always see the guy begging at the gates when we are coming out of the University of Ghana. Uh, 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 I think the Bush Canteen Road or something. Like that. Oh, he's always there. When you are coming, the way he will sing your praises. But when you pass without putting anything in, my God, then you see the insults. I mean, the dictionary and the vocals of insult. One day, I was following a very nice girl. Look, she praised the girl, and the girl passed without hey, the insult. The girl turned and came to her. Said, that is why you will always be here. I mean, it made the girl to speak in a way I'm not. Look, so you think that when people are poor, they are humble. It's a condition. That's why you see like that. You is a condition. The Bible said there are three things that shake the earth. The fourth one, the earth cannot take. When a mistress, a maid, becomes a madam, the day a, 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 a housemaid becomes the madam, then you know that Charlie, there is something. The Bible says it shakes the earth. The earth cannot contain it. She is so humble just because of the position. A little change of the position that you see that hey. Mm. It makes it sometimes scary. Even when you are going to propose, you are not sure who the person is. Bishop, why do you like talking about marriage like that? You just move on, move on. Move on to point five so that we close. Where the thing is. Look, our wives in the church, they are most, one of the most beautiful, precious people in the church. And we want them to be like that. We'll be tied with that. I, I hear a news about you in your home. I'll come there and then you see. No, sometimes it's even scary to be arranging people. Say, oh, have you seen this girl? Sometimes when you say this, it's your father. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen. Mercy, Lord. Number what? Five. Humble yourself because your pride is a signal of your soon to come destruction. 
your fall and your shame. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 23. Have you ever seen the convoy of the president going before? Sometimes you can see about 20 cars. He's sitting in only one of them. Usually the one he's sitting on is sitting in is the car that has the flag. A little flag of the nation just there. When you see that flag, the one there, usually, not all the time, but usually, that is his car. That is how pride is like a flag. As soon as it is coming, you know that that's the president coming. In the same way, when pride is coming, when your distraction is coming, you see the flag of uh, uh, pride moving like that. Then the next time is a fall. Any proud person, I can just predict your future. It's very clear. It's very clear. It's very, very clear. Look at the scripture. A man's pride shall bring him low. A man's pride. It will bring him low, 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 low. He, he, will, be, he will be reduced. A man's pride. But Anna shall uphold humble in spirit. Anna shall uphold the humble in spirit. A man's pride shall bring him low. Proverbs 16 verse 18. Pride goeth before destruction. And the haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16 verse 18. Pride, it goes before a fall. Just as motorcade go before the president, pride goes before a fall. As soon as we see pride, the next thing is a fall. The next thing is a fall. The next thing is a fall. So a few years ago, when a certain man was being was being interviewed, he's a Christian and a businessman. He was being interviewed, and I don't along the line, tight came in the situation. The way he answered disdainfully, pride, pride, he untied. What is tight? Hmm. He doesn't pay tight. Tight is pastor's way of deceiving the people to take care. I mean, look, he really disdained the payment of tithe. He rubbished it. It wasn't long. It wasn't long. Today, his business is not even in existence. It's a famous business. When I mention it, you know we are we are live, so I won't mention it. When I mention it, you know. See, you see the pride with which this guy was talking, and then you know that pride goes before. As soon as you see pride, then there is a fall. There is a big gutter when you see pride. Now there is a fall. When you see pride, now there is a fall. Anybody who is proud will come down. No matter who you are, no matter how high you have gone to, as soon as you lift up yourself in pride, now the next thing is that you come down. The next thing is that you come down. And one key sign of pride is that you can never be advised or corrected. One day I sat with a wife and a husband. Hours old. Hours. Talk, 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 talk. Chat Uncle Siaga. The thing I was advising not to do is the same thing they did. Then you see that telling you have wasted your precious time. And then you see that this thing there, the next thing, the next thing about this is that it's a fall. It's a fall. It's a fall. That's a fall. Pride goes before. Distraction. As soon as you see pride, distraction is coming. Proverbs 11, verse 2. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. Pride is a signal. It is a signal of a coming fall, a coming catastrophe. 
and, and uh, a coming evil. Humbling yourself will remove the looming dangers from your life and ministry. Satan is greatly attracted to self-exaltation and overconfident utterances. They are an open door to him. As soon as you are proud and you begin to speak in a certain proud way and whatever will immediately a door opens and then shoom, Satan comes. And Satan when he comes threatens to steal, to kill and to destroy. And that's why as soon as pride comes, you no know, destruction comes. You have opened a great door. I see you have opened a great door. Sunday I was preaching about adjusting yourself to honor. You no know, people were fighting against the word. Instead of adjusting themselves to the word, they were fighting. It's like I think I said it even there. It's like playing table tennis. Have you played table tennis before? When you serve, it's cool. Then you see the person at the other end. Then you say, Then you also say. Tennis. You go and then they bah, then you also go and then bah. Now play table tennis with me with the word. Continue. When I play there, you play. Then you have been talking about women. Now. What about the men too? You see, you are playing table tennis with me. You play table tennis with me. If it's a woman, I would say it's a woman. I'm reading and say a man is a man. If it's a woman, it's a woman. I don't know why you are fighting with me on this one. Listen, humble yourself. The way you are fighting with the word of God, even is a signal. Because the word of God is God. So you are fighting with God, not me. Number six. Humble yourself. I find the Lord. And he will. Number six says, humble yourself because pride is essentially satanic and demonic. Pride is not an attitude, it's a demonic thing, it's a demonic spirit. It's more like that's how you were brought up. Nobody is brought up without state. It's not an attitude. Think about as a pride is not an attitude, it is a spirit, and it's a demonic spirit. It's a demonic spirit. And we read that scripture, Job chapter 41. He is the father of all. He's the king of all the children of pride. So pride is not an attitude. It's not an attitude. And I said, don't mistake confidence for pride. Don't mistake confidence for pride. As I'm preaching, I'm preaching confidently. I'm preaching confidently. Don't mistake pride for confidence. We are talking about pride. And if it is inside you, let's kill it. I'm spraying the wrong side. Let it kill it now, 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 now. Because it is essentially demonic. Anybody who rise and fight against authority and fight against things and, and fight, look, then you are proud. Remember when we began, we said that every war is started by pride. Hallelujah. The words pride and Satan are virtually synonymous. Satan is the spirit. Pride is, but, the, but pride is the attitude and speech that calls for the presence of Satan. So it brings Satan, and then before you realize that spirit has entered. Anytime you see pride in an individual, you are recognizing the presence of an evil spirit. Satan. Satan is the originator of pride. That is why God hates pride and opposes anyone in whom he detects pride. I'm closing. Number seven. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord 
because your pride will make you an abomination to God. You become an abomination to God by your pride. Abomination. Do you understand abomination? Abomination. Abomination. You be, look, a steel that is bent. I mean, when you take it literally in key, abomination. So nice. No matter the meat in it, no matter the spices, no matter the ingredient, abomination is never nice. Abomination. When you become proud, you become an abomination to the Lord. An abomination to the Lord. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 5. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination unto the Lord. Though hand joined in hand, he shall not be unpunished. God does not only resist the proud, but the proud are an abomination to him. This scripture means that God is outraged at proud people. Amen. You know, I as we have this conference was basically for the workers. Basically, even though we are inviting all church members, basically, so there are workers who are supposed to be here. They have neither sent me a message or read some a message that oh, I am out of town or I'll not. No, they are in the house. They are in Tamale and they are in the house. You will see the manifestation of when you call somebody and says I won't come. That's what happened to. There's a chapter that says how to be, how to avoid being proud, like Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Moses, their pastor, sent for them for a meeting. Say, they won't come. They won't come. I see all the center leaders and center ministers and overseers who are not here. I see all of them. I see all of them. Apart from one or two people who are really need to be out of town or whatever there are some people no it's like Charlie they can't come that's a sign of pride they can't come then it has been in Tamale you know how Tamale me I can't come yeah I can't come I and mean, yesterday I was happy I was talking to MS Chris that's all you are here because he's always in Zabzugu that's where he works so no no because of this conference he has really taken time to, to just to be here, he's been called for a meeting to but he still wants to be here. But some people they are in Tamale. I said they have not traveled, they are in Tamale, but center leaders in Tamale, they are around, they are around. Some of them even have means they can easily come, but they won't come. Today is day two, they are not here. Day three, they won't come. No matter even what the overseer says, they will never come, they will never come. All these things are signs of pride, and it's a it's a signal of a soon coming for. That's why the abantes, the percentage cannot even go beyond three. You see their report: three people, two people. You see them percentage meeting: three offering one girl and fifty pesos. You, you see it all the time. There are always three and two and three. And some of them today sit in their bedroom and they sign report. God punish the devil. Pride is the reason why people can't even go for basenta. Especially if the person who is teaching at the bar center, you are older than. You know, one, one, one pastor, one pastor. Those times we used to have shuffling conference. Shuffling conference. Because invited for shuffling conference is a meeting you are invited. All pastors, you are invited. In certain time you receive a mail with your name. You're invited for shuffling conference. When he was invited, he didn't come. When somebody met him, he was, oh, why did you come there? 
Man, they want to go and sit there for these small, small boys to play around me and to be messing me up. Because doing something complex, we put a red chair and they mention your name. Pastor Felix Apechi. Yes, sir. They come and sit down. Project Lamashegu and let us see. And then Lamashegu come. And if there is anything that we have to take you on, we take you on. We do this here. We call it business meeting. We do it monthly business meeting. Some people don't just come just because you know that they will take them on the seat. Proud people. Proud people. Invite them, they won't come. They are so proud that they can't join the choir. Or if they are in the choir, but they will never even come for a house. They can't come for a house. They can't come for a, a certain small girl who say, stand to their left, you go to their back. Do whatever. I mean, Charlie, they should take their choir. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is pride that makes people, as soon as they get small breasts, you know, they stop dancing in the dancing stars. God punish the devil. I'm yet to see a married person, a person joining who is in the dancing star, who has been married and still dances. I'm yet to see one. As I'm yet to see one. Many people, as soon as they give birth, they stop their car. They stop it. Foster, you are, you are coming to my preaching the way you are sleeping. You are coming to my preaching. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. No, we are doing what? Loyalty conference. So take, look, and don't fight with the message. Don't receive it. Receive it. When there are ashes who are proud and it's time for them to clean, they will never come. They will always find a reason why they won't come. You mark all those people who. I've seen that ushers among their page. They put them in groups, group one, group two. Group. You will see somebody in the group every time his group is time to clean the place. Oyare, and I will took every time his group has to come and clean. He's not around. Yet on Sunday, you see no abonitai bawe, no kita offering bar, no cannot church on it. God punish the devil. They, they can't come for any meeting. They can't come. They can't wait. They can't. They can't just be around. It, it's actually it's too much for them. It's too much for them. It's too much. Look, all these things are pride. Nobody has written pride on your forehead, though. But signs, there are signs that we can pick up and say that based on this sign, check it. And pride is the sign that you are going to fall. I said, pride is the sign that you are just going to fall. It's a sign. This church, the only thing that will make the church to fall, it's not the devil. I said, it's not the devil. The devil can't make this church to fall. It's pride. When we are all filled with pride and we, we pride makes us not to go for outrage. People are too big to go for outrage on Saturdays. Too big to go for people's home to visit them. They call themselves shepherds. Yeah, when they are birthday, they want people to celebrate them and give them offerings. Or punish the devil. Rise up and be a man of humility. God will give you undeserved help. Grace will come upon you. Favor will come upon you. Mighty help will come upon you. Through God, God, as soon as God sees a little bit of humility, He He comes with help. And when you see pride flashing out, you're just about to fall. I'm watching at all the people who don't come for meetings. Watching people don't come for meetings. May God help us. I say, may God help us to be in pride, in, in humility, and rather excel in humility. When Paul 
there was a sense that Paul was becoming proud in 2 Corinthians. I think chapter is it chapter 12. The Bible says that there was sent to him a messenger of Satan. Look at it. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm just closing. Chapter 12, I think verse 9 or so. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Okay, verse 9 is where he received the grace. So let's go to verse, maybe verse 6. Let's start from verse 6. Verse 6. Thank you, Lord. Though I will start glory, I shall not be a fool. Verse 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure. That is pride. Lest I should be exalted above measure. Through the abundance of revelation. Paul had been given a lot of revelation that men have not seen before. The day he was traveling to Damascus, the people saw the bride. They couldn't even hear anything, but Paul could hear and see. Abundance of revelation. And the Bible said, because of the abundance of revelation, he was becoming, exalting himself above measure. Then there was given to him a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Let us be exalted above measure. Eight. For this thing, I prayed three times. Three times. There was no answer. He called unto God. Jeremiah three said that called me. But this one he called. There was no God's phone was switched off. For this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. I mean, it's like me, an apostle with revelation. Look at this thing that's happening. Lord, let this thing take three times. God did not mind him. God did not mind him three times. Less I'll be exalted above measure. For this I besought the Lord three times in prayer. The Lord did not mind me. Then verse 9. Verse 9. And he said, God responded and said, My grace is sufficient for thee. And how do you get grace? Through humility. My grace is sufficient for thee. And my strength, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. The Paul said, then most gladly, most gladly therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Grace is given to people who humble themselves. As soon as you exalt yourself, messenger of Satan is given to beat you down, to pepper you until you see that challenge. The thing is painful. I pray for myself and I pray for you. Yesterday I said that I'm not preaching because me, it is not in me. I said the seed there is there. It just needs a little water. Yesterday, Apetit showed me. He, sh- he showed me a video, a, a, a picture. A picture of a seed growing in the car. You won't believe it. I said, I see there, they don't easily die. The fact that the seed has not grown doesn't mean that it's not there. It's there. When the seed gets a little moist, a little water, a little loamy soil, a little soil that is good, no. That seed will shoot up to your own destruction. And that's why you must always make sure that you don't give it any environment. And one environment is the environment of pride. I said one environment is the environment of pride. When you give it the environment of pride, it will shoot up and destruction is coming. May the Lord help us. Stand to your feet and clap your hands for the Lord. You are just about close. I want you to pray. 
Look, pray for yourself. This prayer, for five minutes, I want us to engage in warfare prayers. You are praying, number one, that God will deliver you from pride. Because the seed is there. I said the seed is there. Then number two, you are praying that God will grant you grace to be able to humble yourself. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. My Pray. Every seed of pride in me, Lord, I pray. I pray. Let that seed be destroyed. Deliver me from pride. Deliver me from pride. I'm a Bacenta leader. But Lord, I know that this message applies to me. I'm a center minister. I know this message applies to me. I'm a regional overseer. Lord, I know I am inside this message. Lord, I'm a Basanta leader. I am a member of a Basanta. Oh yes, Lord, I pray. Deliver me from pride. I'm a husband. I'm a wife. I'm an employee in a company, in a job, in a place. Lord, deliver me. The only thing that will bring me down is my pride. It's my pride. It's my pride. It's my pride. Oh Lord, deliver me. Oh Lord, deliver me. Oh Lord, deliver me. Pray that God will deliver you. Pray that God will deliver you. Lord, deliver us. Deliver your church. Deliver your army from this destruction. There is a destruction coming. There is a destruction coming. Our soon coming for is coming because of pride. But Lord, we pray, deliver, deliver us, deliver us from this evil, from this evil which is inside us, from this evil which is inside us. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. There is a wife who is praying for deliverance. There is a husband who is praying for deliverance. There is a worker who is praying for deliverance. There is an employee who is praying for deliverance. There is a boss who is praying for deliverance. Oh Lord, deliver us, deliver us, deliver us, deliver us. In this work you have committed to us, the Basenta work, the Basenta work, the church work. Oh Lord, we pray, deliver, 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 deliver. That which you have committed to our hands, may we not fall because of pride. May we not fall because of pride. Everybody who is humble, 
grace. Wherefore he said, He giveth more grace. Receive more grace. Receive more grace for your job, for your work, for your marriage, for your ministry. Receive more grace. Receive more grace. Receive more grace. Oh Lord, grace to us. Grace to us. I want to pray for you. You are here. You find that you don't know why, but you seem to overreact anytime you are corrected. Sometimes you can see that, yes, what the people are saying is true, but you seem to often get angry at correction, which is a key sign of pride. Don't hide it. If you are here, come. I want to pray for you. You are here. See that anytime your matter is brought to the case, sometimes you feel something. You feel like reacting. You feel like saying something back. You feel like saying something back. Don't let the devil open this door to destroy you. Don't let the devil open this door to destroy you. You see, even some people must come who are not coming. It's also a sign of pride. It's like, you know me, I don't want people to know. I don't want people to see. Oh, but my dear, may God give you grace. May God give you grace. May God give you grace. Yes, yes, yes. Anytime correction comes, you don't know why. Sometimes you feel like reacting. You feel like reacting. God, deliver your daughter. Let every seed of pride that brings an overreaction to correction and instruction, let it die and be destroyed. I bend that seed. I bend us. Give her grace. Grace. May God give you grace to move forward. May you be lifted up. May you be lifted up. May you be lifted up. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Lord, your daughter has come in humility, surrendering unto you. Whatever makes her to react, overreaction, overreaction, to correction. Father, have mercy. Have mercy. Receive grace. My dear, receive grace. Receive grace. Yes. Walk in grace. Walk in humility. From today, be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Lord, release grace upon us. Release grace upon us. May we walk from here and adjust ourselves to the world. As a sign of our humility. 